0: USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong, and through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at usaa.com 100.
1: I'm Nanette Brade. Today on Veterans Voice, what our partners bring to the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center to better help our veterans and military families.
2: And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio, in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Source. And supporting partner, the Wirenut Home Services.
1: Welcome to Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio in the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Nanette Brady We're recording via Zoom today. Our voice quality will be a little bit different. Our guest today on Veterans Voice is Bob McLaughlin, Executive Director of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Linda Sink will be here telling us about what's going to be happening in the community uh, for veterans, followed by Robert Smith, a Master Tax Advisor and CPA with Tax Preparation Tips for Veterans and Military Spouses, and Cindy Porman with the Archery School of the Rockies, and she's going to talk about why archery is so effective in regards to PTSD. Bob McLaughlin, welcome to Veterans Voice. It is so good to see you today.
3: Ned, good to good to be here. I'm in the office, I made it here safe. It, it looks like the North Pole out there.
1: It sure does. But because we're in Colorado Springs, once that sun comes out, it's going to melt away pretty quickly, I think.
3: Yep, I might be golfing this afternoon.
1: That's after you dig out of the, the driveway, right?
3: Yeah, now for the second time.
1: You and I met a number of years
3: ago. Do you remember what we were doing? I, I the, the one thing I do remember at the very beginning was you introduced me to um, the doctor.
1: Grove Higgins, yeah. Dr. Gro Higgins, right. Well, we met before that. Okay. You were sitting on a uh, hay bale and we were downtown at the Pikes Peak or Bust breakfast. And you were sitting by yourself on a hay bale. And I was in uniform as you were in uniform. And I wandered over and said, hey, I got to talk to this colonel. Oh,
3: um, yeah. no. I, I mean, heck, that was on active duty. I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah, we were on active duty. God bless us. The good old yeah. days, right? Good old days
1: when you were the ins- the garrison commander at Fort Carson.
3: Yep. And that's why
1: I'm here today. In those days, We worked with partners and defense contractors and multitude of people to get the job done. And I think that is what's happening in Mount Carmel these days. You work with a significant number of partners that make a huge difference
3: to what's happening at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Absolutely, and and one of our most important partners um, was a great lady. Who ran a program called Prep Connect 360? I think you know her. Um, that, that's just an, a great example of what you did um, with your passion and how we came together um, to do it, and ultimately ended up doing it under the roof here, which which I think made us both better. And that's that's typical of partnership, right?
1: Exactly. And for those listeners that are not aware, that was a five day long. Workshop for transitioning veterans and military spouses that taught them how to transition between military life and civilian life and civilian careers. And it was hosted by Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. And we did that for about seven years under your roof.
3: Um, and, and it was a highlight in, in um, what um, my team is trying to do with the Link program to carry on the legacy in a smaller way. Um, is going to be pretty important, and, and obviously, we'll call you back to action to assist with that.
1: Yes. What is some of the most impactful and important partners that really make a difference to our veterans and military family members?
3: Yes. Cl- clearly, um, you know they're in categories. Obviously, it's program support. It's it's um, it's basic support, and then it's um, people who put put fuel in the engine. And um, so I, I would say when you talk about public-private partnerships, the most important thing to do as a nonprofit like this is have a strong partnership with the VA, have a strong partnership with the city, the county, the state, and um, and some federal organizations. That's the VA, obviously, and, and DOD with the installation. So without those core partnerships, um, we we would not be able to do what we do, right? So- so to have a partnership with the military installations is critical because we, a 501C3 that helps with transition, need to work with the installation. So those in transition have best of both worlds. They get the programs that are offered by DOD, and then once they get their DD-214, they know that they've got another um, organization out there helping them. So uh, the DOD partnerships in this community are hugely important with the five installations to include Buckley. Um Our partnership with the county is critical, you know, and you know, you know, 20 feet away from me sits two veteran service officers from the county, which is exactly what right looks like when you do a veteran service nonprofit to have public partners right here that are doing benefits is critical. Um, You know, working with the state through different agencies, Two, two things come to mind with state, not just funding, but working with the bureaucrats at state is our Service to Career Program, right, which which is powered by the state and in um, the Workforce Center here in the Pikes Peak region um, with Tracy Marquez. That is critical. And then, well, then most recently this year, our partnership with UC Health to do um, next chapter prevent veteran suicide. So there are so many good things that happen when you bring public and private together um, to help military veterans and their families. And, and those are just a few. Hold that
1: thought. I want to come back to that in just a second. Let me take a break here. Every season brings a new strain on your home's heating, plumbing, and electrical systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the Wirenut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, plumbing, and electrical needs. They're family owned and proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans you can trust. They'll be there for you when you need them to solve problems with your heating, plumbing, cooling or electrical systems. The Wirenut Home Services does it all. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719-399-5021 or book your appointment online at thewirenut.com. All right, Bob, let's
3: talk about next chapter. This is so important. To have um, UC Health, which is you know a a um, healthcare provider in the state, very 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 successful, great organization, and an organization like Mount Carmel that does wraparound services to come together um, to prevent veteran suicide. And oh by the way, legislation Senate Bill 129 two years ago, where 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 legislation was enacted to do a pilot program. So it started with that. Um, The state contacted us and said, look, even before we were granted the the partnership, um, the the state Dola reached out to me as Mount Carmel, um, as a veteran organization and said, hey, help us organize the people that are doing this work in um, El Paso County. So we did. That was step one. We helped frame what the RFP should look like. And then I'm, I'm very proud that ultimately um, UC Health and Mount Carmel were awarded that um, just at the beginning. But, but since we, we, we became partners to do this work, you know, NAMI is a partner. The Family Care Center is a partner. Silver Key is a partner. Um, UC Health is very smart about who else out there is doing the work that's important to keep military um, veterans strong um, and have a good next chapter, right? So that's how we're how we're um, marketing this next chapter, because really, everyone gets to decide what the next chapter of their life is productive, challenging, and and a lot of people need a hand up. so so we're doing it. And it's very, very um important to be able to lower the barrier if someone is identifying with the challenge, either them or their family, can call us and get them enrolled in a free program that provides counseling, alternative therapy, you know, basically everything that Mount Carmel and UC Health do together. A wonderful
1: partnership that is going to benefit so many here in the community. Let's take a break. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice technology partner, meeting all of your computer needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support Team is your team. Call 719-355-2440 to learn more. That's 719-355-2440. I'm Nanette Brady. You're listening to Veterans Voice, originating from flagship station KRDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Coming up, continuing our discussion with Bob McLaughlin, Executive Director of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, and we'll be right back.
4: This is Veterans Voice host Mike Lewis, and you can hear us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern, on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search for the word Wreath for Wreaths Across America Radio and tune in to the Veterans Voice. Now back to Nanette Brade on the Veterans Voice.
1: In this segment, we'll be talking to Bob McLaughlin, Executive Director of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, about the importance of partnerships in nonprofit organizations.
3: Well, thanks for allowing me to talk more about this and um, the importance of partnerships and how critical it is. I mean, it's really everything. Power and passion and, and providing great services for us in building Mount Carmel partnerships with the core of all the successes that we've had. What does it mean to partner with
1: Mount Carmel?
3: So for me, you know, there there are people that want to get into the science of partnership, and you've got to have a contract and there's got to be a blood oath. and it's very loose. Anybody who wants to do something to help veterans that wants to work with us, um I consider them a partner. And then, of course, you know, we have partners in residence which have leases, which is a formal agreement. We have memorandums of agreement for partners that want to um, do services. You know, and then I have a list of almost 100 community ambassadors. I mean, they are people in the community like yourself that work with me all the time to do better. And, and you know, basically there's an agreement between me and them about, you know, it's mutual love for, for um, veterans and support. And that's very informal. But all three of those are partners, people with leases people with MOUs and people with agreements and some are just verbal. How do you partner with Mount Carmel? What's the process? Well, you you go, you, you know, there's, there's three things I ask everybody, right? And here they are. These are the three categories. Never let a military member or veteran fall through the cracks. And, and those are partners that are watching the military community every day, understand who's in the need. Um, partners and programs, those are partners that provide a service. Like the great lady that did Prep Connect 360, and then um, and then partners and support, and that can that can include um, providing volunteers, providing funding, and and what I when I'm out in the community, I say come to Mount Carmel, we'll talk, um, call us, or look on the web page. So it's really the initial step is to make contact. Normally, what I do is figure out what what somebody's superpower is and what they want to do to help. I mean, we have a great young lady that's a massage therapist that's been working with us for a year. She approached me with her own um, um, LLC, and, and she works here twice a week providing free massages to um, military veterans and their families, and they're, and they're fantastic. And in that partnership, she gets um, exposure to people, she gets um, to help. And then she can grow her business outside of Mount Carmel, which to me is a win-win.
1: Let's talk about superpowers when we come back in just a second. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare mentors. Medicare mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long standing Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center partner, and the Veterans Voice channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're there lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Visit medicarementorsllc.com for more information. If there's someone who is listening today that wants to help
3: veterans, how do they reach out and contact you? Our, our, our direct line is 772-7000, 719-772-7000. And then you know, veteranscenter.org is our webpage. There's opportunities there to connect. We have a um, Facebook account, Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center, and then you know, 5:30 Community Circle, no S. Uh, I like when people come by. I can give you another example of a good one if you want to. If you want me to, I love that. Veterans Optometry of BOPA, um, the great Keegan Meyer. Keegan's family has been in the eye care business for years. And about five years ago, Keegan, who I was just friends with um, socially, um, asked me to come visit him. That is, he had an upstart dry eye clinic, and um, he said, I want to do something to help veterans. So from that initial meeting, I mean, Keegan right now with VOPA is one of the premier um, providers for veterans eye care. He's right here at Mount Carmel. Um, when people walk in, he's got the front office. He's got a, a great optometrist that works here. I mean, that's a that's a partnership born from Keegan's superpower, the, um, the gift to to want to care for veterans' uh, eye care, and then partnering with us. It's 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 just been fantastic.
1: As a veteran, I have taken advantage of their services as well. Friendly, um, professional are wired closely with the VA for those veteran benefits for eyeglasses. Fabulous having one-stop shopping under the roof at Mount Carmel.
3: I've got another good one if you want to hear it. Uh, I love it. So um, Rich Lewis and Medicare Mentors, what a great program he's built uh, with many employees. Um, the great Nick Pallerino, who used to work with me at Mount Carmel, is now, you know, I always say at Mount Carmel, you can leave, but you, you always come back. So So Nick's not an employee, but he's kind of in the building almost every day doing the other work. It's great to see that. The the other thing that's important to me personally is um Mount Carmel alumni, right? Um look at what Aaron Kewitz is doing as a Mount Carmel alumni when he started the Veterans Beer Club. You know, people, veterans beer, there's gonna be drunk driving. And clearly what it really is is a social network um that's helped hundreds through uh, through gatherings and it connects back to Mount Carmel. So that, that's a partnership with the Veterans Beer Club that my team is involved with all the time. So, so that's an example of, of, of our alumni. Um, Daniel Martinez, right? Used to work here, now he's with the VA. What a great partnership we have with him over at the VA um, doing support for veterans. It's, you, you go from being a um, brother to being a cousin, and in, in the, in the family's still strong.
1: And the family is strong there at Mount Carmel. So let me take a break for a second, Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum podcast studio. Optum Colorado and the Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier, while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com slash Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Bob, I can see how people keep coming back to Mount Carmel and how people that have worked there have gone off and, and grown their own businesses or continue to provide help, help and support to Mount Carmel and our veterans. What are holes or gaps in your partnership team that you'd like to see filled?
3: Um, I think we're always looking for more um, behavior health providers um, that, that are in the community, whatever they're doing, so that we can add them um, to our gateway program. Because you know, there's a, there's a you know clearly a, a great need statewide throughout the nation for counseling, and the more partners that we have that can do that, the better. Um, we're, we're always looking for employers, small businesses, more with defense contractors, anybody out there that wants, that sees the value in the military and veteran community. Mark Smith and his team are always looking for others that can partner uh, to send, um, you know, all we need is a job wreck. You know, what, what that looks like to me for businesses is a couple of things. And the most important thing for businesses is that they know that we can give them quality employees, they also know that their current employees that are veterans we can serve, and then often these businesses have, have a philanthropic arm, and um, they can support some of the things we're doing. So those kind of partnerships are are fantastic. For supportive services, I'll, I'll highlight a great partnership. So so supportive services is really about helping people that are in that are might be in dire straits or need something now. You you can't move forward with productivity in your life if you're stuck at a brick wall, if if you have a financial challenge, if you just lost your job, if you're if you're having behavior health challenges. So our supportive services um, case managers are meant to help break down the brick wall. And about three years ago, um, my good friend David Jones, who's the who's the um, board chair of the Citizen Soldier Connection, approached me about. A partnership. Now, this is very unique in the nonprofit world, not to mention the veteran service world. He said, "Look, we've got a great board that knows how to make money. We don't. We don't have the programs you have at Mount Carmel. You know, how, how can we partner? You know, my eyes were spinning in my head. I'm like, my God. Um, you know, like peanut butter and jelly, or Forrest and Jenny." Um, if you have funding and we have a program, let's work together. So, for the last couple of years, um, David Jones and his team provide us um, $10,000 a quarter to put um, fuel in the engine of the Veteran Connection Program, which is designed to help veterans with immediate needs. It's it's fantastic. It's what Wright looks like. It's a private private partnership, and then of course with with his clients we share resources. So it's really Really fantastic.
1: Bob, it has been a pleasure talking to you today about what partnerships do for Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and how people can reach out to help you. Give us your contact information one
3: more time so partners can reach out to you. So there's three ways. Of course, old school, pick up the phone and call um, 719-772-7000. You can go to our webpage at veteranscenter.com. Org, and then my favorite is come and visit us at Mount Carmel 530 Communication Noes Circle.
1: Great place to stop by and see what's happening in our veteran community. Bob McLaughlin, Executive Director of Mount Carmel Veteran Service Center. I'm Nanette Bradey. You're listening to the Veterans Voice, originating from the flagship station RDO News Radio in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We'll be back with Linda Sink with our weekly update in just a moment.
2: You're listening to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services.
1: Welcome back to the Veterans Voice. We're coming to you from our Zoom accounts today as we are in snowy Colorado Springs and are digging out from about, I don't know, six or eight inches of snow. The Veterans Voice presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Nanette Brede. And in this segment, we will be meeting with Linda Sink, Resource Development and Events Manager for Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, and we are going to be talking about the saint
5: patrick's day parade coming up soon linda welcome to the show good morning thank you for having me Uh, always a pleasure to be here always happy to talk about mount carmel and uh before i jump into the saint patrick's day parade i just wanted to give a big shout out to all of our volunteers community ambassadors and partners for helping us with the food distro just a couple days ago Um, It's always a pleasure to serve our community, not just our military, but our food distros are open to Colorado Springs community. So talking about the St. Patrick's Day Parade in March, this is the 11th. It's going to be a Saturday from 10 to 2, and we're going to start with a breakfast. So if you're interested, you can buy tickets for breakfast. It includes uh, one drink, and it includes the viewing from the front side of Blondies and the second floor of Blondies. So they are at 24 north tejon street the parade starts at noon and you can get your tickets online at veteranscenter.org forward slash saint pat's parade s-t-p-a-t-s parade so if you like more information you want to give me a call if you want to be in the parade you want to volunteer you want to be a partner or ambassador i'm at 719-772 Seven thousand. You can ask for Linda. They'll send you back to me, or you can email me. I'm available. Come on on. up. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hoot. We're gonna have a good time. So the volunteers typically show up around nine o'clock. We're gonna be in all green for Saint Patrick's Day, and hopefully, the weather will hold up for us. After we have breakfast, if you want to be in the parade, you can walk with me over to the float, and get ready to sit or walk in the parade with us. We've got about fifty to seventy five people already slated to be in the parade with us so the more the merrier bring your your shamrocks or your your leprechaun hats whatever you like and join the fun with us so again it's on march 11th breakfast is at 10 the parade is at noon and then when we're all done we're gonna go back to blondies for the after party to have a good time and celebrate saint patrick's state of parade but i do want to also note and mention this is also in honor of sam Guadnali proceeds from this fundraiser will benefit the Empty Stocking Fund and the programs and services at Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. So again, this is sponsored by Phil Long. Come out and see us 719-772-7000 or get your tickets veteranscenter.org forward slash St. Pat's Parade for a good time. So I do want to give a shout out to this Tillman Honor Run. This is going to be in April. It's the first or second Saturday in April the 8th at 8 o'clock. You do not have to be in Colorado or Colorado Springs to participate in the tilman Honor Run. You can run from wherever you want to and you can select the Colorado Springs location. So if you're in Nebraska or Texas or North Carolina, you can select the Colorado Springs team, run wherever you are and honor the tilman Honor Run uh, on April 8th, at 8 o'clock. So I'm going to talk about that more a little bit later. Just wanted to throw it out there for everybody. If you need more information, again, give me a call 719-772-7000. I'm happy to help.
1: Linda, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm Nanette Brayday. For those of you listening on KRDO News Radio, you can join us by podcast for our second half hour with guest Robert Smith. Master Tax Advisor and CPA with his tax tips for vets and Cindy Porman, Archery School of the Rockies, and she's going to be discussing why archery is so effective in regards to PTSD. Find us at VeteransVoice.us. That's VeteransVoice.us.
2: You're listening to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services.
1: Welcome back to the second half of Veterans Voice presented by USAA, coming to you from the Optum podcast studio. We're going to sound a little bit different today as we are all hunkered down at home due to six or eight inches of snow here in Colorado Springs. We're sitting here with our fireplaces on, the hot cocoa, warming our toes and um, avoiding shoveling the snow like share and subscribe to the podcast to get the full hour on demand at veteransvoice.us our guest is robert smith master tax advisor mba cpa and air force veteran robert it is so good to see you today
6: okay great to be here nanette thank you very much for having me at this very opportune time right in the middle of tax season when people are trying to figure out what to do for their taxes and get them filed for another year
1: for active duty and retired military or transitioned military, what should people be aware of um, when they're filling out their W-4 for exemptions?
6: And that that W-4 is the most basic document that we we have. We start, we prepare a W-4 every time you start a new job and you fill that out. And that tells your employer how much to withhold as far as exemptions are concerned. And one of the key things to remember is that you have a tax family. Your family might be a, a family of a husband and a wife and two children. So your tax family is four. So when filling out that W-4, the, the spouse and the husband and wife need to work in together to figure out how many exemptions they have. The natural thing under the current W-4 is you're married and you check married and both of you check married. Well, married equals two people. And if you're both checking married, that's four. And then if you both claim the children, That's four exemptions on each one of these W4s, and that's eight exemptions total. And the way the the process works is the more exemptions that you have, the less withholdings you have. So a couple that, in this case, the uh, married spouse with two kids having eight exemptions, they're going to have a lot less withheld. And that's going to be a shocker to them when they file their taxes and they finally find that they owe some money because not enough money was withheld throughout the year. So that W-4, and people panic. They, they, I would tell them, you know, a case, a case like this, each spouse checks single. It's The block is single, but married, but withhold with at the higher single, or married, but um, file separately. People think, I can't do that because I'm defrauding the IRS and I'll get audited or something like that. And that's completely untrue. That W-4 is just telling your employer how much to withhold. When you file your taxes, you'll file Mary Filing Joint because that usually is the best place, best way to file. But if you both check single, that's one each. And then if only one of you claim the children, that would come up to that tax family, in this case, of four. And now, no matter how many people in your tax family, always remember that that W-4 between working spouses should match the number of the people in the tax family. Now, again, if you're... If your spouse isn't working, that's another case, again, but you just want to match the number of people in the tax family. And then that runs over, Nanette, if I could go into this next one. As a military member, when they retire, and now this is something that happened to me when I got ready to retire, I didn't realize that I was going to get two forms of paychecks. One will be from the Veterans Administration, and that is non-taxable income, it's because of a disability. The second will be from DFAS. That would be your retired pay. And you have to consider that retired pay as another job. So you look at the W-4 for that. You go into my pay and you look at that and say, hey, if, let's say in my case, like I started another job and I didn't realize that my W-4 from the military transferred over to my retired pay because I didn't think about changing it. So I had married with two kids, started my new job married in two kids. And I have to regret to say it took me two years to figure out why my I was having to pay taxes. And I do this for a living. And I always tell people I was squeezing Lincoln so hard. and was making him cry just trying to find every penny I could find to try to get down to um, not have to pay each year. But then I finally looked at that DFAS income and realized I wasn't having enough withheld. So I went into the, my pay, adjusted that to Single and zero exemptions and also had a little extra withheld also something you don't know about that DFAS My pay is that usually you have to tell the state how much to withhold out of your paycheck and that leads into another thing a lot of our military members are leaving the military and for years they were graced by having a state that didn't have Taxes like a Texas or a Florida or Washington South Dakota those kind of things or states like who, who when you're stationed outside of the state for the entire year didn't charge their military taxes, they suddenly come into let's in case this is Colorado. They come out and suddenly they're having to pay taxes on their their normal job and also some of their retire pay as well. So you have to adjust yourself when you retire from the military to where you're living because suddenly you might be starting to pay state taxes that you hadn't done so in the past.
1: I understand that the Military Spouse Residency Relief Act has been passed. How does that impact taxes?
6: This is a very interesting act. And if you go back to military members, when a military member joins the military, they have two key states, their home of record, which is where the military needs to bring them back, and then their residency state or domicile state. And that can change. So, for instance, when I joined the military, I joined in Arizona, and then eventually I was stationed in Florida. And to take advantage of the tax rates, I changed to a Florida residency. And then as I moved around various locations as I PCS, I maintained that Florida residency because that's uh, within the congressional statutes. A military member doesn't have to change his residency as he changes different PCS locations. But what was happening is the spouse was getting penalized. Every time that military member moved, That spouse was in essence having to establish residency or even if they're non-resident into this new state and having to pay taxes into that new state. And they felt that that was an injustice to that spouse. So they passed the Military Spouse Resident Relief Act. And what that does is that allows the spouse to claim the same state as the military member. So for instance, if I'm a Florida resident, my wife, when we moved to Colorado, she could work and still maintain the residency of Florida. And what we do is we filed her as a non-resident of Colorado, as was I, because I was still, even though living here in Colorado, and remember, military members, they technically aren't working in the state, they're working on a federal installation. But that spouse could then have their income transferred and taxed into the the, uh, military member's state. It's not not taxed, okay? It has to be assigned to a state to be taxed. But putting it against a state that it doesn't have a tax rate, that's pretty good. So in essence, in Colorado, for example, a military spouse who worked here and her husband or or spouse, I should say, is a Texas resident where there's no taxes. We would ship that income, so to speak, to Texas to be taxed. They would get all their refund back from the, or all the money they paid into uh, Colorado back and pay Texas state taxes, which are nothing. So that's how that worked. And in essence... Quit penalizing, but I do want to caution people. If, like the military member, the military member's income that falls under this only applies to their military income. So if they get a second job, that income is taxed in the state that they're living in. So, and if, and if the spouse gets decided to to maybe have one of the a entrepreneur job, a uh, job where they're getting a 1099 NEC non-employee compensation, that income doesn't fall under that military spouse resident relief act type of thing, but it's their W-2 wages that would fall under that. Again, the military member has to be careful. It's only the income they earn while in the military that falls under the auspices of maintaining that state of residence that they have as their domicile state with DFAS.
1: Robert Smith, master tax advisor and CPA, expert veteran tax preparer. I want to thank you so much for your time today. And Robert, how can people get in touch with you?
6: Um, I work for H&R Block. And if anybody would like some tax advice, I'd be happy to just help and give us some advice. I can be reached at 719-527-0681. And again, I'm with H&R Block. I would be happy to talk to anybody um, that has some tax questions um, just to give some advice, especially for military members whom I've been so associated with for all these years.
1: Thank you, Robert. I'm Nanette Brady. You're listening to the Veterans Voice podcast. Coming up is Cindy Poorman with the Archery School of the Rockies. Listen for how archery can help people with PTSD.
2: You're listening to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services.
1: Welcome back to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA and coming to you from the Optum Podcast Studio via our Zoom connections. Quality of our audio may sound a little bit different. Our guests today are Cindy Porman, Will Bowman, and Keith Jackson from the Archery School of the Rockies. And we're going to be talking how archery can help those with PTSD. Morning. Hi, guys. Cindy, let's start with you. How
7: did Archery School of the Rockies get started? Well, Archery School of the Rockies has been around for 10 years and we're a very community-based facility. And we really feel that archery is for everyone. And I am a retired physical therapist. I spent 26 years in the VA and I've been coaching since 2016 and I started in archery in 1979 as a college student. Keith and Will, what attracted you to the
1: Archery School of the Rockies?
0: My therapist, Eric, uh, he brought it up probably about six months ago as kind of like a little extracurricular activity for us to do. And I jumped on it as soon as he said something. I've always had an interest in archery, so it fit.
1: It fit. Good. And Will, how about you?
0: Um, I've been a partner at Archery School of the Rockies for since I retired in 2017. I approached Karen, the the founder of the school, in hopes of starting up a veteran program. Um, and we just started kicking it off and we had open shooting and free shooting. Um, Cindy was the next level. Uh, she's really taken this program uh, and really run with it, and really um, got it going and got it moving. Uh, Keith and I actually served together for a while. Yeah. So it's just a community. And it's kind of nice, too, because it's uh, our intent with Archery School and our veteran program is to actually reconnect the veteran to the community. It's not necessarily just the therapeutic idea of uh, being submersed in something new and recreating yourself, but it's actually a little bit helpful with remembering who you were before you were uh in the service and and you can still be that person you just have changed a little bit
1: how does the veteran program help
0: one the initial phase is oh. to get people shooting uh when you get the veterans shooting connecting with each other and stuff like that uh it isn't necessarily a a therapy program like you would think it was it's more along the lines of being comfortable with yourself in a new situation learning about archery and then you're eventually getting integrated with the rest of the community. So it's um, not necessarily just the archery in that aspect, but it's the activity inside the community that really, uh, it's helped me out a lot. It's helped out quite a few people of being able to connect that, hey, you know, you can be something a little bit more um, than what you are right now. And you can still be part of the community. You don't have to be an outsider
1: i understand you have a facility an archery range is that
8: right
0: yep. we have the biggest uh ah. archery in colorado springs or actually in colorado so i mean it's for the local and where we're at we're very veteran saturated here in colorado springs so um it allows them to to understand where they're at and it allows them to be part of our archery community
1: What is the age group that you want to, that's good
7: for learning archery? Well, we start with four year olds and we go up from there. Um, For our veteran program, we take all comers. Um, Our veteran program is on Friday afternoons. Our beginner class is from 3.30 to 5.30 and our advanced class is from one to three, but if you're over 4 years old, we take you. What is special and different about the veterans class than the generic archery class? So for the veterans class, pretty much we always focus on the basic. There's an 11-step process to shooting a bow and so we really focus on that process. But we also focus on teamwork and also on um relationships with the coaches and the archers.
1: What makes your veteran program so successful?
0: I think you should defer that to Keith. It's a new skill for me to learn and, you know, new people to be around. I'm kind of a homebody most of the time, so I sit at home, so it gets me out of the house.
1: Unfortunately, Eric Holen couldn't be with us.
7: Tell me a little bit about his background when it comes to archery. Well, Eric just started shooting with us also about six months ago, but Eric was a Paralympian on the shooting team, and he um, represented the United States at the 2012 Paralympic Games in London.
1: What else do you want people to know about Archery School of the Rockies?
0: I would say uh, it's a family-owned business me my wife and my mother-in-law um we're invested in the community none of us take paychecks we just put it right back to the shop whatever we can do i kind of like thinking that we're a little bit self-sponsoring other than the va grant i think that's the only outside money really coming in so when you're talking about what the archery school of iraqis can do for the community i think it's it's great because what i like to see is for the future of the VA program, I would say, is I'd like to see uh, the entry level, the advanced class in shooting, but then it's uh, we're developing other programs for bow teching, how to fix your own bows, your own equipment. Um, We're going to go into more along the lines of training for tournaments. And then from that, we are going to go into how you're going to pay it back, which is going to be coaching. We would like to see the veterans out there coaching and working with some of these kids um, It helps deliver the information of the lessons learned of the veterans, allows these younger kids and some of these other, uh, I should say non-veterans, connect and understand us and we understand them a little better. So it kind of, it helps us get a little bit more eye to eye. So when you're talking about what Archery School of the Rockies is and what I'd like to know and see of it, um, there's so much we can do. And I can tell you, it's it's really nice to see a full integration of veteran to our community and community into our veterans. It's not making anybody any better, just not getting these skills out there. You know, the veteran base and how we train and how we lead, um, it doesn't have to be all knife, hand and drill sergeant. You know, we can really get these people out there and get them connected to an education source and how they can use these skills to educate others.
1: We have been talking with Will Bowman, co-owner of Archery School, Cindy Porman, and Keith Jackson. Will, how can people connect with you and when is the next class?
0: Cindy has classes. Um, she has her beginner class every Friday. It starts at the first of the month. Uh, there's four weeks for two hours a block to 5.00 30 Fridays. Um, She tries to keep them all on a monthly schedule. Um, And then there's the advanced shooting class and that goes from 3.30 to 5.30. For right now where we're at, if the better go further, um, we're just allowing them to keep on going um, as much as they want to. Uh, We don't really cap it off at an amount. So if you do the beginner class and then want to start into the advanced class, um cindy doesn't really push out i um, mean you know, as long as we have those resources there so we're uh, working with her we also have thursday which is all day free shooting um there's no range fee or anything like that and then from 18 to 20 hundred on thursdays we have some volunteer coaches that kind of give buddy help at that point in time so if you're not the person that likes a structured class and just wants some on the range and stuff the 18 to 20 hundred on thursday is kind of nice That is kind of the glue of it, I would say, is the Thursdays is it's that step where we encourage um, our veterans to start working into that because they're going to go out there and meet more um, fellow archers and maybe into some tournament shootings and some other outside events that might be there that they may not know exists and they can enjoy it a little bit more.
1: Do you have a phone number, Will? That's good to connect. 719-Archery. Say that again. 719-Archery. Well, we have been with Will Bowman, co-owner of the Archery School of the Rockies, Cindy Porman, and Keith Jackson. Thank you all so much for your time today. I'm Nanette Prade. You've been listening to the Veterans Voice presented by USAA and coming to you from the Optum podcast studio. Join us next week when we will talk with Terry Zarski from SCORE and learn more about veterans starting their own businesses. And remember to like, share and subscribe to the podcast to get the full hour Veterans Voice on demand wherever you get your favorite podcast.
4: This is Veterans Voice host Mike Lewis, and you can hear us every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time and Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio, available on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app and the TuneIn app. Just search for the word Wreath for Wreaths Across America Radio and tune in to the Veterans Voice.
3: This is a message from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. If you were exposed to toxic substances while serving in the military, a new law called the PACT Act may make you eligible for additional benefits and care. The PACT Act benefits veterans of the Vietnam era, Gulf War era, and post-9-11 era who were exposed to toxic fumes, burn pits, Agent Orange, radiation, and other environmental hazards. Survivors of toxic exposed veterans... And veterans who served in specific countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Southwest Asia are also potentially eligible. Learn more about the PACT Act by going to va.gov pact or by calling 1-800-MY-VA-411. We at VA are here for you and we're ready to get you the care and benefits you've earned and deserve. I'm Mike Richman.
8: Look, I get it. Most of us veterans don't like to talk about our feelings. We took the oath, we served, we sacrificed. We're supposed to be independent and fearless, right? But did you know that 83% of veterans experience some form of traumatic stress response? We need to talk about that. And at Next Chapter Community Collaborative, we do. Next Chapter provides veterans and their families with free services to write a future full of security and fulfillment, including sessions with licensed therapists who really understand the veterans experience. We understand because many of us are veterans too. We provide a safe place to communicate openly and honestly. There's no judgment, only a team of dedicated professionals working around the clock to provide support to any veteran who needs it. So, if you or a veteran you know is struggling, we've got you. Find services and get started at nextchapterco.org. If you or someone you know may be considering suicide, dial 988, then
2: press 1. You've been listening to The Veteran's Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio, located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting partners. The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on Flagship Station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. <laughs>